Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lunch Hour Sports Podcast with your hosts, Jacob Smedley, Sam Betts, Justin Reedhammer, Peter Amarante, and Nathan Romanoff. Today's topics include a recap of the NBA All-Star Weekend a few weeks ago and our third episode in our covering the NFL's divisions. Now here's Sam Betts talking about the NBA All-Star Game and, and other functions. And man, was it a wild ride for All-Star Weekend for the NBA. We had Team LeBron going up against Team Giannis for this All-Star Game. Uh, they had a draft, Giannis and LeBron um, picked their own players uh, who would be on the team. Now, um, now when you say draft, now, I, I've seen a bunch of videos where they were clowning Giannis. Like, like he was picking all of the Eastern Conference players. Like, take, take like Kawhi Leonard and Luka Doncic. Like, he was taking all the Eastern Conference players. Well, what's, what was up with that, Sam? I don't know. I mean, Giannis, it did seem like he was not really going for a lot of the big names. He skipped out on James Harden. He skipped out on Kawhi, like you said. It was very interesting, but I think he had a pl- he obviously had a plan, and he did pick some really good players. He picked Pascal Siakam. He even picked uh, Kemba Walker, uh, Joel Embiid. So I mean, those are some de- those are some decent players in their top notch talent as well. Um, however, that wasn't really enough for Giannis to win, as he lost only by two points as Team LeBron came on top. 157 to 155 here. Now, um, we'll go over some stats here. Kawhi Leonard, uh, in 20 minutes, play, um, came up with 30 points. Very impressive. He almost, did, did he, I don't think he broke the three-point three point record held by Paul George. I think it was eight threes in, a, in an all-star game. I think he um, came up So he did, close. well, if he did, he definitely tied it. He was eight for 14 from the three-point line, and he was 11 for 18 from the field as well. Um, you have LeBron James, uh, the team captain, scoring 23 points, uh, 9 of 20 shooting from the field, um, 5 rebounds, 6 assists. He did have 2 blocks and 1 steal in that game, too. It was v- definitely a more intense game than it had been in recent years. Exactly, and, and that, that, that's, that's what I want to get to as well. Like, the whole format change. Of course, Team LeBron, Team Giannis, second year of that, but the, the whole format was different. They were playing each quarter. Who won the quarter? Was, I mean, it was great that they, they gave, gave all that money to charity. Absolutely spectacular for that, that format. But it was a different change with the quarters. It started out where it seemed like it was every all-star game where there was little defense being played. They were throwing but as you got to the third, the fourth quarter, the, the in- intensity started ramping up, and, and it was awesome to watch as, yeah. a, as a fan of the game. Yeah, and I think other NBA fans appreciated that, too, because, I mean, like, you see a lot of really good offensive plays, you see a lot of dunks, you see a lot of really good shots being made in other years, but to see, like, some really good defense, too, because that's yeah. a very important mm-hmm. part of the basketball very game. Important. So I think that's what, I think a lot of NBA fans were really happy that it started to pick up toward the end of the game. Nate, what do you what you think about the the game itself? I mean, yeah, I think it was a great game, very entertaining. I love the new format, um, winning the quarters for your charity yeah. of choice. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that made it more competitive, like you guys said. It was only a two point game in the end. LeBron mm-hmm. coming out on top, and overall, I think it was great for the NBA community and the city of Chicago. So it was a great game. It was a good close game. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of motivation with the whole charity and the quarter wins and stuff like that. Um, again, congratulations to Team LeBron for winning that. But it was a close game, really fun to watch, and like Nate said, it was really nice for the NBA community. 
And again, wonderful tribute to Kobe and, and all of, all of yeah. the, the festivities that went on beforehand was uh, absolutely amazing. And, and again, speaking of festivities beforehand, the dunk contest, skills competition, so, and three-point competition the night before on, Saturday, on that Saturday night. Yes, indeed. So um, for the skills competition, uh, it ended up being in the end Bam Adebayo and DeMontis Sabonis. And for the skills competition, you wouldn't really think about seeing a lot of big men like you have the center, Bam Adebayo, and I mean, Dantas Bonus, is, he's like a small forward, power forward guy. Yeah. I mean, but Bam Adebayo came out and win, won it. Yeah, and I think it's really showing the new wave of the NBA of how it is right now. You have athletic big men who can be able to do it all on the floor. Bam Adebayo, a guy who can, who can also put it on the floor and take it himself and, and uh, dribble the ball as well and, and make some perimeter shots as yeah. we, we saw there. Very impressive and, again, shows the new new day and age that the, the NBA is in. Really, back at where it really first started, it was all guards and, and uh, these these point guards, shooting guards, small forwards winning. The, and now big men are really coming into the fold here. Yes, and it's, uh, it's really nice to see the game of basketball evolve where mm -hmm. big men can be that athletic and mm -hmm. not just sit in the paint all the time, but also yeah. be able to make really good passes, uh, make really good shots, be able to dribble the ball everywhere. Mm -hmm. It's That's also a really nice part of the game. But now we have the three-point contest. So Joe Harris came back. Um, the defending champion. However, he did not even make it into the final round. We had um, Davis Bertans. We had Devin Booker and Buddy Heald in the um, the last three for the kind of final round there. And Davis Bertans from the Spurs. Um, you have Devin Booker, Booker, who's a really big superstar in the mm -hmm. NBA. He's kind of overlooked just because he's on the Suns, but I mean... He's that still a that final round was spectacular between him and Heal. They, they were shooting the lights out the whole whole round. I think Joe Harris got knocked down with like a 20, 24, 25 yeah. in the early round. They were knocking it down. And, and that, that final round with Booker and Heal was, was spectacular. I mean, he healed that final shot for the win. That was that was remarkable. I mean, it, that, that was just great. That was very entertaining. Yeah, and then, I mean... Just this whole, that whole All-Star weekend was just full of competition, full of excitement, people on the edge of their seats waiting for someone to win, and Buddy Heald did come out on top. All right, so now we have uh, the Slam Dunk Contest. What do you, what do you oh, that, that was a bit controversial. We, we have a lot to say about the Dunk Contest, don't we, Jake? They were wrong in the winner. Aaron Gordon was robbed. Aaron yeah, Gordon was robbed. There was no... You dunk over Taco Falls He's and don't win. Yeah. Taco Falls, 7-5. Imagine the momentum you have to get to get above this guy to dunk the basketball. And this is no discredit to um, Derek Jones Jr. He had some really nice dunks, too. Um... Dunking right, just like one step in front of the um, free throw line. Yes, yeah, I mean, he had some impressive. really nice dunks too. I mean, but like Aaron Gordon, man. Dude, that was, deserved it. And, and now he's not going to participate in the yes, future. Aaron Gordon, the, yes, yeah. Aaron Gordon has said he will never participate in the dunk contest yeah, again. Because he was robbed. He, was, he, was, he has he, been robbed. He, 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 he was robbed twice. You're right. And uh, again, I, that would be frustrating. <laughs> probably me. the best dunk contest we've seen since the Zach yeah. Levine yeah. Aaron Gordon yeah. dunk contest, and now we might not see another one because you want to yeah. see, you want to encourage the best dunkers, the best three-point shooters to to be in this this uh, event. And when you're robbing people like that, it's not and doing that. And you can that. see it's the crowd. You saw the crowd's reactions. Giannis was even like <laughs> yeah, yeah. in disbelief. Yeah. It was Everyone, Taco guy. Fall couldn't believe it. Yeah. I mean, and 
I mean, in the end, Aaron Gordon congratulated Derrick Jones Jr. He did say he was robbed, but he did congratulate him, which was being showing good sportsmanship. That was good sportsmanship. On and, part, yeah. I mean, congratulations to Derrick Jones Jr. He's really good. He can also really dunk the ball, too. But he was I don't know. Do you guys yeah, think Dwayne Wade had some bias in it, being one of the judges? Maybe. There. I, don't I, don't <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, we can fairly say he was robbed of that dunk. It was, I, yeah, it was I, robbery. I, I, we could say it was close, but I think he, he definitely should have won that. Yeah. And now, our uh, second topic today on the episode, talk, continuing our series about the NFL divisions, here with Justin Reedhammer, the AFC North. Thank you, Jacob. Now, to start off with the AFC North, we're going to start with the Cincinnati Bengals. Terrible season for the Bengals. Two. Terrible season. Two wins. Two and 14. Holy Just shit. awful. I mean... We thought the Dolphins were bad. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about number 32 in the league. <laughs> hey, you get first draft pick. I mean, you yeah, they, they got, yeah, they got yeah. the first pick. Uh, they, they were trying throughout the season, though. I mean, Andy Dalton had an okay season. You know, 3,494 passing yards, 16 touchdowns god-awful 14 interceptions yeah, really. you can't do that that's really what it came down to they just they didn't have it in any a- asset of their you know team mm-hmm. their offense wasn't great they were 26 defensively the same 29th like they just they didn't have it this year yeah they really didn't I mean, and wasn't Andy Dalton out for a couple games for an injury or something like that? Uh, they actually replaced him with uh, the backup quarterback, the, the rookie, yeah, for yeah. a couple of games mm-hmm. before they decided, oh, well, we need Andy Dalton. We got a couple. Yeah. 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 Just yeah. got to put him back in there for the final games. Needing I uh, what they need, they need everything. They need everything. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, I don't know what they do in the draft. They need everything. Smoking Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yeah. They will That's take they him need. with the number one pick. Smoking Jay. If they don't, they're fools. They so they what do you guys think they're going to do with Andy Dalton? So they're going to get Joe Burrow. They should get Joe Burrow for the first Honestly, pick. Yes. What are they going to do with Andy Dalton? they got to trade him or just, just release him, I would See, have to I say. Would say trade. Yeah. I would say trade because... Although Andy's not the best of the quarterbacks, he with some talent, he still I, has yeah. worth. Mm-hmm. Like he, if he has good receivers, good O line, he can still be a mediocre to pretty average quarterback. Yeah, I he, say I say they would trade him because then you can get something out of it. Exactly. Like, if you're just letting you go just to free agency, then yeah, yeah, I mean, you got to get something out of. And something. I mean, who knows? He could end up being like a Ryan Tannehill. He gets on a better roster. Maybe he has a better season next exactly. year. Exactly. Yeah, a different I mean, yeah. system, yeah. But what do you guys, spe- speaking of free agency, Justin, is there any one area they need to adjust? Of course, in the draft, really getting good young players like Joe Burrow with the first pick and other picks in the other rounds. But what about free agency? Is there any, I mean, I know it's not very appealing for free agents to come to Cincinnati with the way it was, but is there any, like they have a solid running back in Joe Mixon that is going to give you the that he did is there maybe an old line lineman out there that's willing to come to, to sit through this rebuild or defensively is there a good defensive player pass rusher a, cor- a cornerback or safety or something that wants to come and and uh, really maybe wait for the long haul but be ready for when the Bengals are in a position to win again I think that when you're rebuilding a team when it's this bad I think you need to start at one facet of your game Improve that a lot, and then you can take the other one up in the next couple of years. But, so, go ahead, Justin. Uh, I was, 
Whether they should focus on offense or defense, I'm not sure. I think their offense is a little closer to being better. So mm-hmm. with uh, having a solid running back, so I think that if they can sort of rework a couple of the O linemen, get some better receivers in there, try and keep hold on to AJ Green. I don't know how, if they can yeah. do that or not with yeah. the well, salary Joe cap Mixon they have. Too. He, he, had a, he had a pretty good yeah, season. Yeah, Joe Mixon's, I think, a running back that they know they can have for the yep. future. And is going to be a good a good running back for, again, a guy like Joe Burrow, yeah, who, yep. again, they're mm-hmm. supposedly going to draft here to be able to rely on in early downs and get him comfortable in the new system. And especially, you've got to, I think, I think that's one of the things you've got, not to get off topic, but for young quarterbacks to have that good running back mm-hmm. to, to be able to get into into the, the system that you're in. Exactly. And this yeah. is an open question for anybody but like Justin said like build up one or one or so sides do you focus on building up just one side like at, for me it's really difficult to see what to do for the Bengals because they struggled so much on both sides this year do you try to build up equally both sides or do you focus one side or the other first with drafting and free agencies the, th- the thing that, that Justin is correct about, we just saw the Kansas City Chiefs, the uh, the Super Bowl champions, they, they did a great job at building their offense, and then their defense came with free, free agent ac- acquisitions and uh, the, the change of the defensive coordinator. So I think Justin is on to something with that. They built up their offense through Patrick Mahomes, surrounding him with talented players. So he Justin is definitely right on that part. But I see what you're saying with a balanced attack. I just think that you want to have that one one area of mm-hmm. the game, whether it's offense or defense, that's very superior. Again, Broncos a few years back as well, that amazing yeah. defense that got them to the biggest game and ended up winning the biggest yeah, game. I, mean, so, I, think, I do believe that if you're going to rebuild a team from like a bad phase, you need to get that one. Like, well, like you said, Kansas City, they had their good offense even last year, their offense was great. Yeah. And then they built up their defense up through the years. Uh, mm-hmm. Baltimore, their their defense was good quite, for quite a few years. Yeah, and then and they built up offense. the offense. Yeah, and now well. they became that balanced team. Mm-hmm. I mean, Buffalo. So Buffalo has right a great now, defense. Build up the they're offense. building up their offense. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's how that, they, I would have to agree. these teams... You, can't, you yeah. can't get best of both worlds. So if you got to build up, build up on your offense like to that strike force. To get yeah, whatever's closer, I think they build up on that, and then yeah. they focus on the other as the next couple of years come. Yeah, yeah and with Joe Burrow, i say the offense is the direction they would go in. All right, and then we can uh, move on then to the Cleveland Browns here, who, 6-10 and ten this year, not what everybody was expecting. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. They, were, they were overhyped for a lot of reasons. I mean, everybody thought, oh, Baker Mayfield, he's going to be great this year because, you know. Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, he's got Odell, he's got Jarvis Landry. You know, and he had a great year last year, too, mm-hmm. but he just did not perform. He, I mean, he had better yardage-wise, 3,827 yards, but 22 touchdowns, that's down five from what he had last year, and 21 interceptions. Yeah. I mean, that's a one-to-one ratio. That's not what you're looking for. Yeah. But what I'm trying to say is they were supposed to be the team this year. The to team make it to, to the beat. playoffs. They to were supposed to be the, the Super Bowl team. Like, that's what everybody yeah. was kept calling. They were like, oh, this is going to be the big team, the one that's going to make all the championships. Everything they Everything. did offensively yeah. and defensively. They were like, yeah. this, everybody before in the offseason was saying, this is the team that made the best moves. But did you believe it? Did you believe they could actually pull that kind of thing off? A lot of people did. I personally didn't. I didn't think that they would do it, and they didn't. I didn't think they could build it up fast. I, I had to see it to believe it. Now, yeah. I bought into a little bit of the hype machine, but I needed to see it to believe it, and they, they didn't show it in the end over the course of the season. They 
they really didn't do much better than they did the year before. I mean, yeah, I mean, they were just overall their team twenty twenty third. Their uh, offense and defense were both twenty second. I mean, they were just mediocre at best. I mean, yeah. I mean, just... the, the the positive I guess you can get is is Baker Mayfield. Again, he still is young. I mean, that's still uh, out there that he's still they have again. Him, Nick Chubb, young young players who again hopefully they can take that next step this year and take the next step and the offense can take that next step as a whole to improve the team. So I mean, I I, I guess that you think that it's going to get better. I mean, it has to. Or you think this is this is just really going to be a, a tough tough situation with all the talent that they have to. To put on this performance during the season. Yeah, my my suggestion would probably be for this team to focus on their defense because their offense offense was they have talent. Yeah, they, they didn't do. perform good. They didn't work like a well oiled machine, but they do have talent there. Yeah, they if, can score points. Yeah, yeah, if Baker Mayfield can clean up his acts and uh, the new coaching staff, they can you know rework everything. If we can get some respect on that team, then I think the offense can be good. They have the talent to be good, but their defense they need to work on that a bit because they're. Their running defense was just god awful, thirtieth in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But their pass defense was seventh. So if they, they can get, work they on have, the running yeah. defense, get a couple of D linemen, maybe some linebackers, you know, I say that they can be a good team. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, so is so you're saying free agency get the the linebackers and even through the draft, like you think that that's what they mainly should focus on? Definitely, yes. Yeah, I would agree. Mm-hmm. They need to. The offense has the capability of scoring points. Like Justin said, if Baker Mayfield cleans up his act. And you get more passes off to phenomenal players like Odell Beckham. Like he's a phenomenal wide receiver. If he gets those passes connected and Baker Mayfield makes up his act and cleans it up, and they build up the defense. They could build again and probably have a good season. And then we can uh, move on to the Pittsburgh Steelers, who had the middle of the road season, eight and eight. Uh, not not great, not terrible. Mm-hmm. You know, they were in the thick of it. They could have been in the playoffs. As we said, with the new format, they would have been in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they didn't really have a quarterback this year, mm-hmm. as we know. Ben Roethlisberger getting hurt yeah. at the beginning of this season. And then Mason Rudolph. And mm-hmm. Yeah, Mason Rudolph happens. with his problems. And then they had Devlin Hodges in there for a mm-hmm. little bit. They just they had a strange one, <laughs> as the best I can say. Yeah. I mean, offensively, not good, 30th. Wow. Defensively, good. Yeah, they, they have a very good young defense with T.J. Watt there and, and Devin Bush. They have a lot of very good young pieces. Minka Fitzpatrick, what he did coming over from Miami, I mean, he made an instant impact and really rejuvenated that team during the middle of the season. So they definitely have something to build on there. Again, like you said, 30th offensively. Again, when I hear that, it's just a bit shocking with, with having Juju Smith-Schuster and James Conner yeah. and all the extra. I mean, they were supposed to be very good offensively with Roethlisberger in there, but again, once he went down, it kind of was was a a, a tough situation there with Rudolph and, and Hodges yeah. in there. And I still want to give Pittsburgh a lot of credit though; they did decently well for having to go so far in your quarterback lineup that these like Doc yeah. Hodges, like he's experienced on the sort of. Yeah, for what he was thrown into. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, well. For the most part, when Devin Hodges was playing, he wasn't playing very good defenses that were against the pass. Like the card, yeah. Uh, yeah. The, when he really got exposed was when he played against Buffalo. That's when I, I remember seeing that game, and I remember them saying, 
that he just that's what he was like he's he's the rookie quarterback he's not going to be that good you know coming into these next couple tough games and I really think that they need to in the next draft maybe get a quarterback that can replace Ben Roethlisberger when he goes I, I don't know. I think quarterback to replace Roethlisberger. I mean, haven't they already tried that in the past few few drafts? I mean, that that's what I, I think. Again, maybe maybe another again, like we talked about in uh, previous episodes, the wide receiver draft class is phenomenal they this are. year. Pairing a young good wide receiver with Juju Smith Schuster and building up the skill set and maybe trying to like you said now maybe they get another quarterback in the later rounds and try and again maybe again a longer path of development uh, but again I think again the, the skill positions has to be the focal point if Roethlisberger if it's, he's on track to be healthy for that team they have Connor back Smith Schuster add in another wide receiver a skill position player from the draft and and that team can can be another eight nine ten win team i think next year with the defense that they have i just i think i had to disagree just because the receivers that they have aren't that bad like they have james washington they have uh they have you know juju those are good receivers i think that if they're gonna go still position they go running back because james connor he didn't have a great season this year so i really do believe that they should go more running back than they should receiver because they have okay receivers this year and yep. i mean their their quarterbacks like mason rudolph and duck hodges they're young quarterbacks you know mm -hmm. so if they get more experience perhaps they'll get better with that experience um ben roethlisberger is no young man he is 37 he's coming off season ending injury and surgery on his elbow so you know we don't know what he's gonna be like next season he might never get back to where he once was at the pinnacle of his career so i don't know what's gonna happen there but Personally, you know, I think running back, get a backup for James Conner would be a smart yeah. decision because their defense is playing well, like you said. So, mm -hmm. All right. And now we can move on to the final team, the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, boy. The, the Baltimore <laughs> Ravens. I mean, I did not see it coming when they got upset in the playoffs. I'm yeah, just I, I that mean, out there. they were. I thought. I thought they were there. going to the Super Bowl. Same. In my opinion, the way that the way that Lamar Jackson was playing through the regular season and the way that that defense was again, they they were my yeah. Super Bowl favorites. Fourteen and two, they were excellent this year. Outstanding. Lamar Jackson, not as much of a passer though as he was a runner. I mean, three thousand one hundred twenty-seven yards passing, thirty-six touchdowns though. Very had quite a few touchdowns, only six interceptions. Mm. That's really that good is ratio. six to one ratio. That's really good. That is very good. Uh, but something I'd like to highlight about him: he was the team's leading rusher at one thousand two hundred and six <laughs> yards, seven touchdowns on the ground. I mean, that's that's impressive. Yeah. The, the new age Michael Vick. Yeah. yeah. The new age Michael Vick. I, I, he he can do it all at but, the quarterback position. The thing that just stunned me about this team the most was that offensively they were second, defensively they were fourth. I mean, they just they should have been the team. They were, they, they were the team. They the regular season. Yeah. They, they really were. They should have been top the team to, to be in the Super Bowl because if your defense is top five and your offense is top five, you're going to win a Super Bowl, right? You, you, you should. should. You, imagine. Imagine. You, you should. You should. Imagine. Imagine they yeah. would. We'd like to hope so. Especially yeah. with the quarterback they also have. Yeah. Like, I mean, with Lamar Jackson, the MVP yeah. of this yeah. year. I mean, Deservingly it's, the MVP. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just amazing how, how it just ended so quickly. Like, you'd think that at least they'd win one, two games in the playoffs. But Get to the to, conference yeah, championship. But, yeah, yeah I, don't, I don't really know where they could build from here. I mean, they, I had, they had such a great season. I mean, their rush, their rushing attack, one of the best of all time. I mm -hmm. think that 
if they're going to upgrade anything, they don't really need to upgrade their defense. Defense is top five and in like both pass and you know rushing defense. So I think that they should upgrade more of the receivers. I say That's receivers honestly the only spot. running back. And why I say this is they have a good running back now, but Lamar Jackson is a lot of running. You that's risky for a quarterback in some cases because if you get stood up and hit and possibly a season ending ending injury like Carson Wentz tried to run a football got his ACL torn and all that stuff like and that ended his entire season. If Lamar Jackson experiences something like that, that could be really game changing, even season changing for the Baltimore Ravens. Now, what you said with with running back, now they do have a very good running back in Mark Ingram, who's usually the first, second down back to get the yardage early in downs. But like you said, I think they need a third down back, like a James White kind of guy, a passing down back in the third down, Dion Dion Lewis, who's also on the mind, a guy that can find the first down in the passing down on the third down and be able to beat linebackers down the field, another pass. Passing option for Lamar Jackson. He has a great tight end in Mark Andrews who can do that. Some wide receivers, Hollywood Brown, who I think is going to be a very good wide receiver with his blistering speed. But I, I think again, the um, the uh, Ravens they need to build that that offense. Maybe just a few little additions here and there to make a big difference in the, the next season because they have so much talent offensively and defensively. They, they can make those depth moves, like, again, like a Deion Lewis or these guys that maybe they're not going to start, but they're definitely going to play a role in either later downs or fi- find a way to play a role on this team to make them that much better and compete for a Super Bowl in the coming years. Yeah, I'd say that the only key that I can think of to... Uh, the Ravens' success next year would be to kind of be in retention mode. So retain all their players that they have and go out to get maybe one or two new ones. Yeah, make sure they hold on to that team. That concludes this week's episode of the Lunch Hour Podcast. Uh, Just a disclaimer, next week we will not have an episode coming out. So again, you can find new episodes on YouTube. Thank you all for listening.